hello America, this is your host Mark Dennigan and this is, you have turned into the Daily Answer and we want to talk in this episode about a southern young man that I recently encountered who has kind of restored my faith in the young people in this country. I must admit I was becoming a little worried there. Um, I mem- remember when we were back in Portland, Oregon, and from time to time, I would deliver a piece of furniture and I would encounter a young man in his 20s. And here I am in my 60s, and he could not hold up his part of the couch that I was delivering or a um, a dresser that I was delivering. And I was kind of getting a little bit worried there about um, what is happening to our young people. I also noted as I met a young couple in North Carolina, and they were a few years out of college now, but they, as they went back to and visited a college, they said, you know, I don't know, the kids that are 18, 19, 20, whatever we're seeing at school, they just seem smaller. And the thought was, are are things like all our media and our non-activity and all the video games Is that changing the human race and turning us into rather small, frail, and weakly people? And yet when I was in Alabama, Auburn, Alabama, in an RV park and woke up in the morning and found that not too far away, there were a couple of softball fields and there were young people playing. And here were all these young men from Alabama hitting it over the fence and hitting it a mile. And I go like, okay. Those guys, those guys can save us. Those guys can keep the evil powers in the world at bay. It's kind of interesting that Alabama sends a disproportionate number of young people into the military. A lot of our military comes from Alabama, and they're growing large young men in Alabama. And yet recently, and I also encouraged a young man, here I am up in the Northeast, far from the South, And he grew up in northern Florida in the panhandle and has been noted by others, the further north you travel in Florida, the more southern it gets. That's true. You get down to places like Miami Beach and it's kind of like New York, right? Kind of like up in the East Coast urban areas. But you get in the panhandle, you get in the panhandle and you're in Alabama. And you are in rural living and you're in country cooking. You're getting some great catfish and collard greens up in the panhandle. And so the young man from that area came to Rhode Island, job opportunity, in his early 20s. But he brought his southern roots with him. And he brought his heritage with him, his faith with him. For example, in his kitchen, he actually cooks. And there's a coffee can or some other container for collecting the bacon grease. Yeah, like your grandma or your great grandma or maybe your mom. That bit of great bacon grease, yep, going to use that to flavor the flavor of the green beans. Going to use that to cook the eggs in or going to use that for multiple uses, just about anything else. Recently, we enjoyed a potluck here with some of the Christians in this area. And here's a man in his early 20s. And yes, he made potato salad. No, he didn't go to the store. He made his own homemade potato salad, and it was good. 
Well, because he noted like the word was, well, someone was cooking some pulled pork and there were going to be pulled pork sandwiches. Well, where he came from, if you got pulled pork sandwiches, you got to have potato salad, right? Right. There's just certain things like where you're going to have that, you're going to have to have chips. Or 4th of July, if we're having hot dogs, well, we're having pork and beans. We're having baked beans. We're having some sort of beans, right? Because it's the law. Because that's what we have to do. If we're having, if we're having hamburgers, we got to have some raw onion to put on it, right? It's kind of like Thanksgiving. Well, you're going to have mashed potatoes and gravy. I did hear of a couple that went to a Thanksgiving once, and it was supposed to be a Thanksgiving meal, like with the turkey. There were no mashed potatoes and gravy, and it's like, well, that's not Thanksgiving. I don't know what that was, but that was not Thanksgiving. There are just certain things that if, if that's not there, it's not legal. If that's not there, you miss Thanksgiving. No mashed potatoes and gravy. <sighs> Mine's well just throughout the rest of the meal. Once the gravy is gone, that's it. And my interaction with this young man has brought back my faith in the future of America. So here he is. He's single. Yeah. He's in his early 20s. He's out on his own. He's got his own place. He's paying his own bills, his own rent. He's got a truck. He's working hard. And yet there, and also there he is at the Bible study, the worship, every opportunity. Not just there, not popping in, not just popping in and popping out. Okay. He is there. He's leading singing. He's involved. He's offering prayers. He's doing announcements. And he's lingering. Yeah, he's talking to people. No, or that he's having people over. He's having people over for steak night, steak, steak, and baked potatoes. And he's going to people's homes when he's bringing homemade potato salad. Hello, any single eligible young woman out there listening to this podcast? I know a young godly man in his twenties paying his own bills on his own, being responsible, that can make homemade potato salad. And he leads singing, and he's a faithful Christian. We are currently taking applications. But there's something else. I, I want to transition into another thought here. Allow me to do that, because it's my show and I can you know, it's interesting. There's a statement in the book of Proverbs, like a number of the statements in Proverbs, that's kind of like, hmm, makes you think one of those statements. And it's Proverbs 25, 16. Have you found honey? Eat only what you need, that you will not have it in excess and vomit it. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. There's a lot of young people today that have still not learned that lesson. So I saw an article the other day that noted that the eating habits of the current generation of young people are different. I, I'm in my 60s, different than when I grew up. Okay. It's not that they're just snacking more, but rather they're making what was designed to be a snack into the entire meal. 
See, when I was a kid, a snack was rare. And your parents talked about, don't spoil your appetite. And not only that, but most snacks I remember were relatively healthy. You, you went to the fridge and there was some cold roast beef, you know, from a previous meal. You sliced off a little bit. There were some homemade pickles. Some Tillamook cheese, you sliced a little bit of that. Uh, there were grapes or apples or some garden cucumbers or tomatoes or... It wasn't all this processed, in a bag. Ugh. Man, don't get me on a tirade now about... I mean, don't, don't, don't misunderstand me. There are certain things I really like about Costco. That is, I, I, I love their Kirkland chocolate-covered raisins and their chocolate-covered almonds. And they got, I, I like their pitted prunes and their mango slices, dried mango slices. Uh, I, I love the Costco baked chicken. That's a great value, et cetera. And you see their fruit's really good. And, you know, I mean, there's a number of things about Costco I like, but I tell you what, I am so tired of what I call the Costco diet for, and it's not just Costco, it's places like Target too. It's, when my mom made me a lunch as a kid, it was a real lunch. You know, it was a real lunch. There were some hard-boiled eggs and fresh cucumbers in there and maybe a tomato and a, she always remembered the salt shaker, maybe a Snickers bar, but a big thing of homemade lemonade and cold fried chicken and, and a real sandwich with vegetables on it, etc. I am so tired of what I see, what I consider the, the modern day American lunch for your kid. And you got a little thing of goldfish crackers and you got some fruit chews or whatever, fruit jellies or gummies or whatever. And you got pre a couple prepackaged Oreos and, and, and it's some little box that has who knows how long the cheese has been in there. And it's not Tillamook cheese and a couple Ritz crackers and two or three grapes or whatever. And I, don't know, I just, man, can we give our kids, and, and a granola bar too, can we give our kids like real food? <laughs> Does anyone still cook anymore? Hey, can, hey, can you make your kids like a real lunch rather than, well, I got all this prepackaged stuff and it's just like, well, you got a bag of this package of stuff and a bag of that package of stuff and that will do you, right? That's not lunch. That's a snack. And the, the current generation, I've been told, are taking those things that were, they were designed to be a snack. It, it was something that you were supposed to get like as a rare treat. You were never supposed to turn the thing into the meal, the event, the main event. And so that warning about, hey, 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 honey, honey is, honey was never designed to be dinner, you guys. Honey was, is a little treat and a little snack. If you turn it into dinner, you're going to feel horrible. You're going to vomit it up. It was never designed to be the meal. Now, 
May I suggest that the trend of taking what was designed to be a snack and turning it into dinner is the tip of the iceberg? You see, I'm, I'm not against watching a, a movie down then. I'm not against watching a well-thought-out, well-written, family-friendly, what, cable or does anyone even have cable anymore? Is it all just like online stuff or whatever? You know, TV show. Hey, you want to play a video game now and then? Okay, fine. But those things were just designed to be like a 30-minute break now and then from real life. They were never designed to be the bulk of your existence. And so may I suggest that the whole binge watching a whole season of TV or Netflix shows or whatever it wants. The idea of playing video games until the wee hours of the morning is the same problem. It's a manifestation of taking something that was designed to be a snack and turn it into your whole earthly existence. And be warned, when you do that, you're going to feel horrible afterwards. It's going to catch up to you. Man, I tell you what, I'm not sure if a number of hospitals and doctors are just rubbing their hands. And maybe that's not the fair, say, fair to say that because I think a lot of them are concerned about your health. But I tell you what, people, there, there's... There's companies down the road that if you're if, if that's the way you're living, your snacks have become your meal. There's going to be a lot of people down the road making good money off of you, not only the snack companies, but various aspects of the medical community. Like you're going to have major health issues down the road. You're going to need all sorts of medications down the road. That means people are going to be making money off of you. And you're not and that's money you're not going to have in your pocket and the same thing is wow be very careful about taking something that that something was simply designed to be a little little diversion now and then just a little diversion now and then and making that the meaning of your life Video games were never in television and movies and etc. And the inter the internet was not designed to be your life. It was simply designed to be something that 15 minutes now and then, 20 minutes now and then, that it's it's just there. Okay. And then you go out and have your actual meal. The meal in life, of course, as a Christian is to serve God, but the meal is you interact with real people. The meal is real food. The, the meal is homemade potato salad and everything that goes with it. That's the meal. The meal was never designed to be like the cheese nips and the Oreos. That was never supposed to be the meal. Take a careful look at your life. Have you turned something that was just supposed to be a little diversion, temporary little diversion, and have you turned it into the almost the entirety of your existence? No wonder you're starving. No wonder you're hungry. As someone said, you can tell how hungry people are by the junk they're willing to eat. Jeremiah 2, 11 through 13, are you trying to fill your soul with snacks? 
Are you trying to fill your soul with spiritual junk food? And are you missing the real meal, my friend? Until next time, see you in the funny papers.